everybody. Ryan McCover here with Tech Money Talks. I am really excited today because we have a very special guest on the podcast. We are fortunate to have John Casto as a featured guest on the show. And if you don't know who John is, you're in for a real treat because John has recently proved out the power of Pinterest ads for drop shipping and is consistently doing six-figure months in sales. This is the next biggest opportunity in e-commerce, and John is leading the pack in finding out what works and what doesn't. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again, because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. John started learning digital marketing back in 2013 while advertising for his brick-and-mortar fitness gym. Since then, John is leading the pack, crushing it with his e-commerce business. I connected with John over Clubhouse, where he's been running a room daily, consistently delivering value to help other people boost their business with Pinterest ads. Time is money, and everyone's looking to get a piece of his time, and I'm so happy to have him on the show today. John, thanks for joining us, man. How's it going, dude? Thank you so much for uh, reaching out to me after after we you know we uh, connected on Clubhouse. I really appreciate this. Awesome, man. Yeah, great stuff for sure. Yeah, I mean, catching you on there. I mean, I was just like, man, this is like real value. Really encouraged me to get in. So we got so much to talk about. But I would say, you know, for the audience, maybe we could take a step back. You can introduce yourself and you know talk about your journey, how you got into e-commerce and dropshipping. Sure. Yeah. So just to backtrack a couple years, uh, well, I, I own a brick and mortar gym. I still own it to this day. We opened up in 2013. And, you know, uh, I learned like kind of old school marketing methods. Before I opened the gym, we were running boot camps. I, had, I was the guy putting those, those signs in the ground, like free boot camp, phone number, like you stick, you run out of your car at the stoplight, you stick in the ground, you hop back in your car, you got a bunch in the back of your car, you're driving around. You know, and it was it was crazy. Like that was what worked to help me build that first base. Uh, I don't know if those things still work. They probably do. Maybe like text me instead of call me. I don't know. But uh, I learned very quickly after I opened my my uh, brick and mortar gym was that you had to constantly be hustling to get customers to come in. I wasn't in like a front end retail. I'm in the backside of a retail space, so I'm paying a premium to get no walk by traffic, right? So it really came down to learning something that worked after a lot of lost money, sleepless nights, trial and error, uh, and debt. I, I really cracked the code with Facebook ads. Uh, I took place in a, a coaching business that really taught me how to be a business owner, not, not just how to be a marketer, but how the whole process ties together, which I think is really important with dropshipping. It's very easy just to be a marketer and then like, Put everything else aside when it comes to fulfillment, leadership with your team, staff development. You know, we we can talk about the less sexy stuff today if you want to. Those are those are the things that I think matter. You know, ultimately, yeah. like the advertising, you gotta you gotta be profitable getting customers with dropshipping. But nonetheless, those other pieces matter. And um, yeah, like we took our gym from doing first two years, we did maybe like one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars in sales, which is not that great for you know our business model and the size of our space. And uh, we're paying a premium of rent too. So you do the math on five grand a month times 12, that's 60K right there, already burned in rent, you know, or invested in rent. Yeah. And um, we, by applying a sales process and driving Facebook ads, spending two to $300 a day, which doesn't sound like a lot if you're a dropshipper, but for a local business, that's significant, right? Like spending 10K, a m- almost 10K a month on ads a month, sometimes more, um, you know, but 
seeing it double our revenue to push us over $400,000 in sales in a small 2,000 square foot space. Imagine like a martial arts studio, just like a, a, a typical martial arts studio, just a long unit, right? Big open space. That's basically our, our boot camp gym. And uh, it was really amazing what we were able to do, but it came, it started with the app, right? It started with the conversion happened. You know, mm-hmm. so learning how to get our cost per conversion down, learning, you know, and obviously there was a whole sales process on the back of that, but it, it motivated me to say, wow, if I can do this for my local business, imagine what I can do for other people. So I started going to networking events like local BNI groups. I'd actually been a BNI member, which loved the people in the group, but uh, BNI, I wouldn't recommend it and, and for every industry, definitely not for gyms. And what I, what I found was most business owners, they were good at what they did. And you've probably seen this before. They were good at what they did, but they didn't know how to consistently, systematically acquire customers. So the problem, the, the good thing is you come in with a system like Facebook ads, especially in, this is 2016, 2017, and you can plug it in for them. It was, it was relatively inexpensive enough that they'll get a high enough volume of leads if you do a couple things right that someone's going to buy, right? Depending on their model. But the problem is a lot of them don't know how to, how to, actually run a sales process consistently, systematically. So you actually became an expense as a, as a, like an agency. Okay. Didn't yeah. stop me. Like I still worked through a number of clients. So I still had my gym on the side. It was pretty automated at that point. And uh, I came across a brand, right? And you can look them up. Um, I don't know if you can pull them up on your screen. If you want to, feel free to. If not, no worries. It's peppygel.com. So they were one of the first movers on the uh, nail dip powder, which is been blown up, right? There's a lot of big movers in the space. They were doing like five to 10K a month by literally putting out great organic Instagram content and then clicking that little boost post button that I would never do. If you even got a gun to my head, I probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. So they uh, they were they were still profitable just throwing money at boosted posts, right? So that, is this the correct that's, site? That's the correct site. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, so <laughs> hey guys, go check them out. Like a great business to learn from. They're local to me. They they bounce between here and Florida, but they're based out of Virginia area, the DC area. Um, they we took them from five to ten k a month with no tracking or management of where the ROI was coming from to over a hundred thousand dollars in sales by our third month working together. Wow. Okay? And and our contract ended. We you know they went in a different direction at that point. It was you know no drama or anything. But I reconnected. But it really opened my eyes. I said, "Wow, if I can do this with my gym, and then I can do this with a brand, why don't I just do more of this e-commerce stuff?" So yeah. I started learning dropshipping. Like this is 2017 going into 2018, and I went through hell and back, man. Let me tell you, I've I've been to some dark places, as you probably <laughs> like that, like. <laughs> Multi, like several thousand dollars losses in a single day, even with high revenues. It's just, it's like I've been in some messed up places in my head and, and in my wallet. Um, thankfully, I've survived all those and I've turned those into lessons that I that I now make this positive decisions off of. And mm-hmm. uh, but but you know, through that journey, it, it it really just like opened my eyes up. And I've seen some of the most incredible things since. You know, I've got a lot of a lot of buddies that are. Uh, just through our mastermind groups I've been a part of and, and circles I've joined. I've seen some people like I, I'm very confident I'm good with Facebook. Like I've I've driven pure paid Facebook sales. Uh, our biggest day, day was late 2019. I did almost over forty thousand dollars 
in with a single like a stupid dropshipping product, like a very general dropshipping product. Nothing, <laughs> nothing crazy. I just had some really good strategies that were working at the time um, that would still work with a good product now, not as effectively. Uh, but but it's like really it it. <laughs> It's opened up my eyes to what's possible, and it's it's really amazing. Um, this this industry excites me. I've, I'm not a data guy naturally, but I've become one out of necessity. Uh, you can't survive in this business, especially at scale, if you don't understand the data and and the analytics of what you're looking at. Um, you know, I've I've connected with a lot of my buddies, like I was saying, that have done twice that, and and it's like just blows my mind how this is possible. Like when I was not wasting my time with the gym, like, like there's nothing wrong with having a gym that does, you know, 20, 30, $40,000 a month in sales. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you want in life, you should do it. But like, I, I get a high from like figuring out a game and making it work. Right. Like it just, it gets me excited. I know it's the fulfillment's not there completely. That's why I actually get more fulfillment from like, teaching my team how to repeat the process or coaching others to do the same. That's where like I fill my bucket, but it's fun. It's fun to see like big days to try something after 10 failed attempts and then see something, (laughs) the next one work or work really well. So paint that picture for the audience. So like when you first, so when you realize that, okay, the advertising, you started doing it for others, what was that journey like when you first started doing it for yourself in drop shipping? Like, uh, what paint that picture for the audience? Oh, dude. <laughs> well, I was I was this expert, right? At that point, <laughs> we got because I had mastered lead gen, so I totally knew you know e commerce was nothing. No, no, not really. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, starting with a brand like a really good brand with a really great product, which is all that matters. Like ninety something percent of what matters in e-commerce is the product, right? Uh, branding, the marketing goes, that's, that goes hand in hand with it for sure. But the product is, is it, you know, you can't out, you can't market a crap product, like at a, at a high scale, you might make some sales, but it's not, it's not going to scale like a great product, a unique product. And I got spoiled, right? Cause that was my first taste. I was like, Oh wow. It's like hitting the little easy button. Like I know enough to get these, you know, Peppy gel off the ground and to hit them, take them to six figures in their third month doing this. Like, but, but that's not how it's always going to be. Like you may get lucky. I know people that have come to e-commerce more so in the 2017, 2018, 2019 era where they like test a few products, they third product just off to the moon, but it's not, it's not typical. Um, so I was a little jaded because when I actually started doing dropshipping, I was like, Oh, well, I want to sell these things. So I'm going to sell these things and they're going to work because I'm an expert at this. And I learned very quickly, like, life, the world showed me that wasn't the truth. So I, I went on this path of the roller coaster that a lot of drop, drop shippers go on to until they just like wake up and smell the roses and realize like, you're not your customer. You don't get to decide necessarily what people want to buy. You can develop it if you want to burn, if you want to find a way to develop relationships with influence and, and cut your cost for traffic down, your cost for acquisition down. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was interesting, man. It was hard. It was hard. It was not easy. Even in 2017, 2018, it was still a challenge. Um, one of the hardest things I've, I've ever done mentally for sure. And, and then they've been tell that story. So how did, uh, how did this lead into Pinterest ads? Well, fast forward here, it is 2021 <laughs> crazy, crazy to think about. Um, 
I, I consider myself, uh, if, if I had to pick one thing I'm an expert at, I'm not an expert at Pinterest yet. I'm developing an expertise and I will mastery as a lifelong process, right? But I have a high level of expertise when it comes to farming profiles with Facebook, working around all these circumventions and all the crazy bands, which I would love to just drill into tonight if you want to talk on that later. Um, but I just needed a break like mentally because I've found pretty much every farming technique that works to, to work around all the random shutdowns. Q4 was a nightmare. Didn't matter if you were selling home decor, which I was. Your business manager was at risk for absolutely no reason. Doing everything right, fast shipping, US shipping, didn't matter, right? Late uh, December, I got coronavirus and I was stuck at home for at least two weeks. Uh, wow. I felt like I felt terrible the first few days, you know, regardless of everyone watching and your beliefs or opinions on coronavirus. I felt like shit. So I'm definitely not like a coronavirus denier. Um, but I felt like crap for a few days. I started bouncing back. I had just like a lingering not feeling so great for a few, you know, the last seven to 10 days of, of my quarantine after that, uh, after I started feeling normal again. And I, I said, okay, well, I just lost my business manager. We were doing, you know, three to five K a day with just like manual bidding, low spend, high ROAS. It was great. And it was a home decor product. And I was like, oh my God, really? Another <laughs> BM shut Because I'm rebuilding my whole Facebook system. I'm just now starting to launch ads again with our new set of profiles. But um, I was like, okay, I need to do something different. And it's just like one of those moments where life kind of like lands in your lap. So a buddy that I had actually mentored on Facebook years ago, or about a year ago, actually, he said, hey, man, are you trying Pinterest ads? It was like, it was, it was so random. It couldn't have been better timing when I wasn't busy training jujitsu or going into my gym to check on things. I was at home and that's what I was going to do, right? There was nothing else that was going to happen. Maybe I could do e-commerce, but I just lost my main business manager. So it was like, Come on. Um, so I just dove headfirst into Pinterest ads. I got a little bit lucky because uh, sometimes life gives you luck for sure. But the way I got lucky was, and you've probably seen this trend, the very end of Q4, everyone dumps budget, right? Big advertisers dump budget, the latter Q4. They pull off the platforms, just like January 1st almost. Some, you know, I, I've seen that effect and impact year over year, several years now being in the industry. Uh, CPMs, it's the cheapest to advertise for those listening, not to get super techie with the terms. Uh, it's cheaper to advertise typically right going into the new year. Um, and then February too, because of like uh, Chinese New Year and everything. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, CPMs were dirt cheap. So it's almost like a third of the products I was throwing up on Pinterest were sticking. So it was like everything was kind of working for me in a sense. But it really gave me an opportunity to, to then see that change very quickly where things worked, but it, I didn't have that like magical window or two for like a week uh, that I had during my, my uh, quarantine. But I think that was what I needed because life was kind of giving me this motivation to stick with it. Because maybe if I saw the, the okay results where I saw the problem solve and work through the, the algorithm challenges that you, you have to figure out just like with Facebook... Um, I might not have stuck with it. I might have said, oh, Pinterest ads don't work. Because how many people do you hear say some, something like that? Oh, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, yeah. sure. Right? So um, fast forward, here it is. Early February, almost mid-February. Crazy to think about. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm hitting similar numbers as I would on, on Facebook. Like on su Super Bowl Sunday, we did like 6K, like 5 or 6K on, our, on like between two or three main dropshipping products. Nothing crazy. A general store. Nothing, nothing crazy. And I'll tell you guys everything tonight. I'm happy to share. 
Well, that's great, man. And uh, and it's great to see, you know, just the power that you can get with it equivalent to Facebook, because what you also touched on, which happens to a lot of people, is the Facebook ads account getting canceled. Um, so I was wondering if you could share a little <laughs> bit about, you know, your journey there and getting canceled and like what you do to recover and your thoughts on now having Pinterest, you know, as, as a backup as well. Well, uh, canceled, I think, is the perfect word for it. <laughs> I have like, like straight cancel culture just coming down the Facebook pipeline on you. Um, yeah, that's pretty accurate. So I've, I've rebuilt the whole system. I've, I spent the last half of 2020 because that's when you really started seeing people just have stuff disabled. And, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've listened to a lot of, I've heard a lot of opinions on this. I've, I've been in the trenches running ads myself with my team, scaling aggressively with Facebook, I know that sometimes I'm doing something that's against policy. That's how we usually get a competitive edge with being more a little more clickbaity on some of our ads or whatever it is. We bend, we bend the rules, right? I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, but there's a lot of times where I'm not. And then suddenly just you wake up, download your yeah. information, your profile has been permanently erased forever. Uh, like that's just, Come on, like you're if you're following policy, you have good shipping, you have a good product, you're doing everything clean, you're not selling sex toys on Facebook, which by the way, wish.com, they get their ads approved to sell sex toys on Facebook, and we get our account bans for selling home decor products. I don't know. (laughs) Um but nonetheless, I I dude, I will I will show you right now. You're gonna laugh. Well, first of all, I know all the all all the systems and workarounds with Facebook ads. I bought a bunch of burner phones like this, SIM cards. I use Amex Gold for everything. So uh, unique cards, unique unique phones. I've tested and trialed everything. And I have um, some of my circles. They do the same stuff. I think I'm the crazy one in the group. Um, I like to push things as fast and hard as you can to really find a solution with with the Facebook workarounds because it's so necessary. Like We know the power of Facebook. It's not less powerful today. If anything, it's it's more more powerful in a sense because you have so many people wiped off the platform. There's less competition. And there, there is a higher barrier of entry to Facebook advertising probably for the first time in years when it's at its, its best as far as effectiveness aside from the iOS update. Um, yeah. So so I've really spent a lot of time and a lot of money trying things that didn't work. And I like to do things the hard way, I guess. I think you might see a pattern here. But um, I well, found... That's What's the that? right pattern because, uh, you know, for the audience listening, you know, hopefully you're catching on to this is that, you know, there's going to be challenges. And for some reason, Facebook is, you know, in some cases doing things at random, which can which can cut your business. And just by what John, you know, showing there, being resourceful, doing things to, to kind of keep your business running and operating, you know, the techniques, different phones, different things, backup accounts. And now it's even great, you know, having Pinterest as as a, as an alternate, you know, source of, of generating, you know, more customers and, and an audience there, which, you know, now it just kind of like gives you another good backup option, uh, which is really great. And you know what? I'm seeing a bunch of questions coming in. So you're sparking a lot of interest here. Let's even pull up a few so one, we got Amir who's asking, does Pinterest ads require more budget than Facebook ads? It's relative. Um, 
you're going to, what you're going to find, I can give so many examples of this. What I find is yes, traffic is going to be cheaper, but your conversion rates going to be lower with it, right? So you, it's your job to figure out the, the right perfect formula and match between conversion rates, cost per click, cost per add to cart, your average order value, all those same pieces have to line up just like with Facebook, right? Because you could get 50 cent clicks US, maybe 30 cent clicks US during like this time of the year with a great creative. But if your offer is off on the product page, or if your site's slow, your, your cost per add to cart might be higher than you could even afford to get a purchase for, right? So it's it's impossible to say. That's like asking, you know, I was on a clubhouse earlier talking Facebook ads. And, and this isn't like disrespect towards people that are learning the platform. Like we all start somewhere. And I think we need to be like cognizant of conscious of that, cognizant, whatever the right word is. We need to respect that too, because we were at that some point too. So it's not fair to shut someone down for asking a general or non-specific question. But like someone said, how much do Pinterest ads cost versus Facebook ads? I mean, it's just different, right? Like it, you, you need to start testing and see where your numbers land. Like to give some general guidelines, uh, which I've, I've been doing pretty consistently in my in my clubhouse room, um, is has been you want to. I find the most consistent success when I'm specifically selling products that are anywhere from fifteen dollars up to like forty dollars, right, on Pinterest, and I'm seeing ten to twenty cent clicks. Three to five dollars cost per add to cart. That typically results in a ten to twenty dollar cost per purchase, right? And I know whether I'm selling a fifteen dollar item or a forty dollar item, I'm strategically on my site with my pre-purchase, my post-purchase, in-cart offers. I'm going to get my average order value. Average customer that comes to my store from those ads is going to spend at least thirty-five bucks. Sometimes as high as forty-five, depending on what I'm selling, right? These are general guidelines. This is going to change if you sell something for $80 or $100 or you might it might not it might be the same in like high five like you're going to be printing yeah. money. But like for example, I I chatted with a guy on Clubhouse um and and he was saying that from the data he pulled up he, I think he was trying to understand what I was asking for but from what he told me, he was getting a lot of cheap traffic like 10 to 20 cents. But he wasn't even getting out of the carts and he was confused why he wasn't getting purchases. Well, before people buy, they have to add to the cart. So I said, okay, let's backtrack. Like maybe it's a high price item and it's just going to take more spend to get to get a result, right? Like you're typically not going to sell uh you know, I don't know, Pelotons on a Facebook ads, which they do. You're not going to get 10 to 15 dollar cost per purchase with a Peloton, right? You may with like a wallet, right? If you're selling wallet, something the trending wallet. Um so the 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 thing was he was his cost of goods for the product was shipping was like seven dollars and he was selling for eighty. I was like, dude, that's a massive margin. Like it's like a ten x. And hey, dude, if you can get it to work, good on you, man. But a, you don't need to, and b, you're making it really hard for yourself. Maybe you get lucky, uh, but I wouldn't. That's not going to be consistent, right? So yeah. I said, bring your price down. Add in your update your tracking. So like not your tracking, but your columns on your reporting. So you see what's happening. Make sure your, your cost per click is consistent. See if you're getting out to cards. If you're getting out to cards, you're more likely to get purchases, right? So that kind of gives you like a, a rough starting point. Um, but it's such a hard question to answer. And it's always different with Facebook product to product too. That's awesome. And I think I re I think I might have been sitting on that uh, clubhouse conversation. 
at that time. I remember hearing that as well. So I was like, I was like, yeah, that's really awesome. And actually, it even reminds me, maybe even uh, paint that journey for the audience, because I think Clubhouse is still pretty new to most people. One, they're hoping to get in. And two, they may not even know what it is. So maybe even paint. Uh, what was your journey like, you know, finding Clubhouse, getting on and now consistently doing a room, which is, uh, I think, pretty awesome. Well, a lot of it just comes down to the to the hard work of business, in my opinion, which is just like putting yourself out there and building good relationships. Like what I did was the algorithm knows me better than I know me. And they started feeding me like Shopify and e-commerce rooms. I don't know. If, I don't know if I did a search first. I'm pretty sure it started landing in my lap on the app. Like if you're not on Clubhouse, <laughs> you need to get on. It's freaking awesome. Um, I'm out of invites. I've... People ask me every day. I don't have any more invites. Um, but it started landing me a lot of Shopify stuff. And then I started proactively like searching for clubs like the Shopify, Dropship, which uh, there isn't a lot right now. So if you're thinking about doing it, do it now before I blow mine up. Um, but uh, I came across this one Shopify beast. I can't give these guys enough credit. They're big on like the development side. But they're really it's a it's a group of dudes. They're super nice, super down to earth, and very genuine. I just started hopping on their rooms and just adding to the conversation. I didn't ask for anything. Like if they were talking about like, hey, my business manager's banned, my personal profile is restricted, my mom's profile is blocked, and my my grandmother's can't run ads anymore. What can I do? So I would just hop on and just say, hey, look, here's who I am. Here's how I've solved this. Try it, right? And then I just started DMing the moderators and just saying, "Hey, I chatted with you. Thanks for connecting." That's like it's just like going back to like my networking days where I was. It was like, yeah. space. dude, Clubhouse is amazing. I love yeah. that app. You can't fake your lifestyle with Ferraris. You can it with your Instagram link. I know. Um, you can't. It's it's authentic, and people will smell BS. Like, can I cuss on this? Yes. <laughs> okay, they will they 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 will smell bullshit. Someone in that room, like a lot of times, you'll be in some of the medium sized rooms where maybe there's like five hundred, two thousand people, and someone is smarter than you in there, right? Like you go into one of these crypto rooms. I, I'm addicted to crypto. I'm like heads down in crypto right now. We can talk about that. I'm an idiot with it, but uh, we can talk about that right later. now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but um, but yeah. So you go in these rooms, you can't bullshit people. Like someone will call you out. You might get away with it for a little bit, but someone will call you out. So it has to bring out like the most honest, real conversations. It's like this with 10 people where we can't even see each other. We can't fake our lifestyles, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, just connect, genuinely connecting with people and adding value. And if you do that, like with most things in life, you'll bring, they will bring good things, right? But it's like Clubhouse is brilliant. They stripped away all the things that like have we've we've gotten distracted with and have really brought it down to a conversation, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's how I, you know, stumbled upon what what you were doing. Cause you know, I was on, you know, Clubhouse as well, you know, searching topics and one, you know, Pinterest. So the things I'm always looking for, you know, what are those, you know, out of box kind of thinking things? And, you know, you had the room labeled as uh, Pinterest ads. Something uh, related to it, and it was Shopify Beast, and uh, I was just like, "Wow!" And then, yeah, you were just delivering value and just kind of like, and I was like, "Man, all right, we got to connect for sure," and really happy we did. And I think it's yeah, just uh, awesome stuff for sure. We got another question that came in. Let's see here. We got uh, Nathan's asking, 
What do you guys suggest for product research? So the cool thing about Pinterest ads, I don't know if it's worth me trying to bring up on uh, like my phone here, but if like you go to, I'll try it. Let's see. Let's see what happens. So if you go to Pinterest and then you just start scrolling and you click yeah. on pretty much any of these, you, first of all, you'll see advertisers are dropping in now. I got the light kind of reflecting here. Uh, um, advertise. Yeah. So advertisers are starting to drop it. Like you'll see like their smile. They're a big brand. So you see a lot of brands. You'll see some dropshippers. I think this is a, no, maybe not. Hair growth serum. That's definitely a dropshipper. <laughs> um, but if you click on like, let's say I click on this pin, like this apparel, this is just like a organic pin from what I see real quick. If I click, if I scroll down, no, so there's a couple ways to do it. Let's say, okay. So there's pages. Like I think that's what they're called. I'm not a pinner. People are calling me a pinner now. I don't, I guess I'm, <laughs> I am a pinner, but under here, you're going to find their content. And sometimes ads are mixed in here with dropshipping products, or let's say you click another one and you scroll down. Here's the relevancy. Here's where like the or the um, algorithm is starting to work for you, right? So that's like one way you can find just product ideas. I think this is, there's Amazon. Amazon's average. Is, if Amazon's putting money here, you know it's it's definitely worth <laughs> it. Um, but look, there's a drop that should be a dropshipping. Yep. Yeah. Oh, right yeah. there. Oh yeah, that's. Good old drop. Sorry to blast someone's store, but um, but yeah. And you so, touched on a good point where the videos. So like most of the Pinterest are pictures, and the ads come through as videos. It really stands out. It works because it's different. Yeah. So do it while it lasts, like because eventually, and they're pushing video, they're pushing stories now. Um, it's going to get very saturated very soon. So I recommend if you're watching this live, like. Unfortunately, a lot of times when you when you give away free information, you've been in business for a long time, right? So you know this. If you give away free information, people are like googly-eyed and then like a small percentage go and do something with it. I hope that small percentage goes and does something with it because I mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah. if, if they keep growing their user base, we're, 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 we'll have some time. But there's 80 million versus how many on Facebook? And the hundreds of millions, right? At least, yeah. I mean, let's just assume half the U.S. population. So, documented yeah. and undocumented, probably four hundred thousand people in the U.S. Right? Maybe give or take. I'd say half those people are on Facebook alone, just the U.S. market. So, yeah, like start doing this stuff now, guys and gals and people. Um, it's it's not going to get it's going to get more expensive, just like Facebook, just like Google. Still now, like start doing now, it works. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's why, you know, even with what I mentioned when we were on Clubhouse, I was just like, for those, even for those that are in Clubhouse, I'd say you're like in that top, you know, within the top 1%. And then also picking up on this opportunity related to the Pinterest and applying it to e-commerce this way is just like, you know, bleeding edge, you know, uh, leading the pack. And with with what John is, is explaining and, and sharing and showing what's working for him is really new. So it's like, you know, to get on top of things and to add it as another tool in your tool chest, the faster you do it and the more you stick with it and then find your own, you know, system that works for you um, is really critical. And uh, I and John's just like a really great example of that for sure. Let's see. We got a couple other questions coming in here. Uh, what is this one? Out to the point. So starting out, how should I run brand awareness audiences? Never. 
Don't do it. <laughs> Next question. Ever. Next don't do question. it. <laughs> What's the average conversion rate on Pinterest ads? With a good product, I'm finding like 1 to 1.5%. I've seen as low on like still like profitable 10 to 20% net profit days, still like a 0.86%. But this is all relative, like product to product, cost per click on average for the product, the percentage of of traffic that actually goes to the card and then therefore goes to the, the to actually make a purchase. It's going to be very, don't get hung up on conversion. I, I don't get hung up on it even on Facebook only. Uh, oh, uh, let me add something too. I did want to mention. So you, you say like I've cracked the code on this to some extent on with e-commerce. I do want to mention too, I've actually rolled this out for my local gym because I'm having those same issues that I'm having a farm profiles at scale to keep my gym ads running, which is nuts. But, you know, nonetheless, uh, interesting find. And this isn't, this hasn't directly correlated in any way over to e-commerce, but it's something to think about. Maybe as you test like higher ticket products or digital products or coaching or something you may want to do. Um, you know, yeah. typically for Facebook, I average $20 a lead. I'm in a more affluent market just outside of Washington, D.C., Fairfax County. And um, that's not bad. We, could, we still do pretty well there. We find about 10% of our leads, roughly give or take month over month, come in and make a $700 purchase to start, right? Which is, which when you do the math, it costs us anywhere from 200 to 350 to make a sale off of Facebook for a $700 sale. That's two, two to three ROAS. I'm cool with that every day, give or take, <laughs> not exactly. With Pinterest, our lead cost initially was 100 to 150. But check this out. But... 90% of our leads were setting appointments, coming in and making a purchase. So it actually costs us less to make a sale. We were under $200 on average making a sale with Pinterest. And we and what I've done is I've gone back to the drawing boards. I can't change the sales process. I've, I've nailed that. That works, right? I could always improve it. But where do you want to put your energy and focus? So I said, okay, digital marketing side of things. What if I got my cost per click in half? What if I get down a third? Assuming everything else is the same, it should cut everything else in half, right? I reworked our creatives. We've been pushing out new rounds of creatives, all sorts of different styles, features. And we've gotten our cost per click from $1.50 to $1.80. We've cut it now down to like 89 cents to about a dollar, give or take. That's cut our lead cost from 100 and 150 in that range down to 50-ish, and that's cut our cost per sale to around 100 bucks per purchase. So now we're getting a 7x return with our local marketing, with our gym, right? So this doesn't have a direct correlation to e-commerce, but it shows... That's like a good example of problem-solving a product, right? Yeah. So just something interesting if you're in a local business. It's definitely worth the test. It's just It's going to take more work. No, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that you shared that because... Uh... I mean, just developing this skill um, is so valuable for so many reasons. And, you know, here we're primarily talking about e-commerce, but even with that, I mean, it opens the door just to so many things. So like you're doing with, with the local brick and mortar business, which is awesome. Or even if you're offering services, um, you know, that, that type of skill really helps. And um, with the stuff that you're talking about here, I mean, it's just like, it's really creating more opportunities, you know, for sure. 
let's see. We got we got a few more things coming in here. Uh, let's see. This is a long one. Let me see if I can read it. I've been using Amazon with the gift receipt and only be getting Amazon tracking. Okay, I think he's talking about uh, the Facebook Marketplace drop shipping, which uh, may not be John's uh, expertise. Not my expertise. Um, not going to go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's see another question here. So do you use the same creatives as you do on Facebook for testing? To start, yes. Awesome. And also to add to that, uh, typically we, not always, but usually we put we put up the square video for Facebook ads. Not always, but usually uh-huh. from my experience and what I've seen. And I like actually using those with Pinterest because they're different. Once again, it goes up. It's it all. There's no science behind this. It's just it's different. So naturally, it stands out in your eye, right? So if you have a square video contrasting against all these vertical still images, you stick out like a sore thumb, right? Yeah. So one of the things that, and this is, I usually ask a lot of the guests that, that come on onto the show because uh, even over the past year, I mean, a lot of people, you know, going through changes, you know, laid off different things like that. You know, I think it's really created a great opportunity uh, for e-commerce. Um, but if you had to start all over again and knowing what you know now, what would you do over the next 30 days and explain why? I love this question. <laughs> well, so what do I get? What do I get to start with? Just uh, I usually say like you're starting with a couple thousand dollars. So say you have a couple thousand dollars. and But knowing what you know now, what would you do to start off again? In all honesty, um, if I had to get as much cash as possible, as quick as possible, and I had a limited budget to make it happen, and I, and I chose to do advertising because I may not choose that. I mean, there's other ways to, to make money too. Yeah, I would probably sell myself as a as a personal trainer, but I've also have a skill set of of sales. I've been selling face to face for ten years, and I would sell big packages, probably the same kind of uh, program we pitch at our own gym because I know them. It's going to be the most profitable. I'm going to be trading a lot of time at first. Right. That's the, that's the difference between this and e-commerce is e-commerce. You, you're more time flexible, right? You're not as attached to, to the selling, right? You could be selling in your sleep, you know, literally and figuratively. But I would, I would definitely just build up a, a cash reserve because you don't want to start drop shipping and just maybe even if you know what you know now, right? So maybe I just hit, hit a couple duds back to back or it's like just a slow cycle because you know, unfortunately, you know, e-commerce isn't always like this. It, it tends to go in like waves and cycles. There are like what feels like buying seasons. You could always find a winning product that can scale. But um, to be fair to myself and, and put myself in the best position to win, I would just, I would save a little more of a cash reserve. Maybe do both at the same time. Take that cash I got from doing high ticket sales for personal training, um, group training, whatever I, I chose for that model. And then I would put that money into e-commerce and start trying to grow it and buy Bitcoin. And Bitcoin. Yeah. All of this great stuff, man. And this question, which is actually leading into uh, something here, um, says, uh, how much to become a student 
Uh, right now, I'm slammed. We're doing group coaching. Uh, that's probably the best way to get started. And I don't like, honestly, like I've taken on people, you know, I'm not cheap to work with one on one and uh, just like kind of like working with a personal trainer. I'd like to see someone, um, unless they really, unless they have a ton of resources and they got time in the world, but they're ready to work. Uh, I think it makes the most sense to start like doing a group thing. And then if you want that additional help, like I'll upsell you, not really upsell you, I'll just help you. And then if you want to, keep working together at a higher level, then let's do it. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I do group coaching programs. They can be anywhere from a couple hundred bucks, to, um, maybe usually under 1K. It's pretty reasonable. I like to... I know a lot of people starting out in this space, uh, they're starting out because they, they maybe they're cash strapped and they're living paycheck to paycheck. And I want to I wanna at the same time like respect that and not say, you need to give me 10 grand if you want to learn the basics of e-com. Like that's, that's not fair to people that get started. Don't make it like impossible. Don't build a wall, right? So yeah. like... Get people invested enough where they like they got some skin in the game and yeah. where they still have money left to run their ads. Like yeah. that's what a lot of these coaching programs do, man. They just they rob people up front that aren't qualified that shouldn't be taking out a loan for this stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's Very my well vague. Said. That's my vague in general answer. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, well said and a great point. I mean, for the audience listening, you know be careful of that. Um, and that, that's part of the reason why I do in the podcast to help the audience kind of watch out for, you know, some of the, there are some scammers out there and then they'll, they'll take you for a ride if you're not, uh, you know, if you're not, you know, doing your research and things like that. But one of the things I did catch on was uh, what you're doing with the e-commerce wolves. And I could pull it up on the screen here. I was wondering if you could share a little bit about this. Yeah, so this is our four-week program. We're taking on a couple more students. Uh, we're starting a group on February 15th. It's hands-on coaching, so you actually get uh, two coaching calls from us per week. You get access to our course, which gives you everything. It's not just Pinterest, our store setup, our apps, Facebook, all like the things you would get just by buying a course by itself for like an insanely like high price usually that it's not worth because um, the information isn't usually that extraordinary. But we have good, good great content, great strategies. It's what we do in our own stores. And, um, and, and then also the Pinterest component, right? But I think the most valuable thing isn't so much that information. It's having a private Facebook group where it's just people specifically in that, in that four week program. And then also myself and my business partner there with you, uh, answering questions daily, pretty much within 24 hours within the group. And then also being on those calls twice a week. So I, I think like that's the real value. Like the information is super value for sure, but a small percentage of, of the population would get the information and actually fully act it out. I believe most people get the most the highest level of benefit by having that hands-on support and coaching. Yeah. Yeah. So for the audience listening, if you're one of the few to actually catch his program, you could catch that. And I'm not an affiliate or anything. I'm just kind of sharing the information that's that's here because uh John's been keeping it real. Uh, the other thing that I've noticed you've been doing is now dropping a lot of value on YouTube. So for the audience uh, catching us live here, you could see the YouTube channel coming up. I was wondering if you could share a little bit about that. Yeah, I've been focusing on, um, you know, it's funny because there's a lot of things I want to talk about that I, I think are important. But, you know, you, you also have to understand where people are coming from and what they want to hear. Right. Um, it's like this balance. But I also don't want to be just like, copying YouTube headlines and doing content all the time about things that everyone else cares about that I don't give a crap about that I don't think actually yeah. makes a difference in the business. Right? Like I made like a Dan Bilzerian video just to test it when Dan Bilzerian was like trending. I don't even know if it worked, but I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> um, 
So, but what I've actually been talking a lot about, like in my last three videos we pushed out, we had a little bit of a, a, a during that Corona time, I kind of slowed down production, but we got a couple of videos that I had filmed when all this craziness was going on with the elections, when, uh, you know, you were getting your ad accounts banned for no reason, when your business managers were getting banned for no reason, when your Facebook profile was getting restricted forever. And uh, it hasn't gotten better. Right. But um, I talk a lot about farming profiles, creating solutions, creating workarounds, and then also like what to do to avoid those things too. So I put out a ton of videos on that. It's a little bit old. Like it's by old, I mean like a month or two, but it's actually super relevant. So everything in there is true to this day. Um, and, and it's very, very relevant. So I recommend you start there because most people, like you, like I mentioned to you, right? You go to pretty much any free Facebook group. 90 like a year ago it used to be like how do i scale how do i have any products cool a lot of like the beginner questions now it's help my profile help i also got my grandmother my cousin and their fiance restricted what do i do i can't advertise like this is this is like the real this is our reality guys gals right so i try to put out as much content about that because i think that's a really important topic people need to hear about and people are actually looking for it too by the way which is cool yeah yeah no, great stuff for sure, man. Yeah, so I say for the audience listening, yeah, I mean, there's different ways you can catch John, and uh, he's sharing a lot of value, and he's he's on the edge. For the question that came in, we got Mir. He's asking, how much money do you think you should spend to test a product on Pinterest, and how many ad groups? Great question. Let's let's dig in. Um, so I would recommend you start, and there's a lot of different ways you could skin the cat with this, but a pretty consistent method that I've been finding has been five ad sets, at least five bucks a day, as much as 10. I haven't really found a huge benefit to going higher in that because the traffic's so cheap and it doesn't really give you like a optimization benefit from what I've seen in early testing. Uh, I do an auto bid, so no manual bidding at the start, no target CPA. And uh, five bucks a day, five ad sets. I usually do one of them without any kind of targeting. So just broad targeting, no interest, no keywords, nothing, just everyone in the US. Um, and then two are going to be relevant, obvious, right? So like if it's if you're selling bras or panties or some type of woman's like apparel item, right? You want to choose woman's fashion or woman's apparel. I forget which what it's called as a second ad set. Third ad set, do like beauty because it's super relevant. Like fashion and beauty or go hand in hand. And then for the, the fourth and fifth ad set, you want to pick either something you could indirectly relate, maybe like weight loss, because you could kind of see in your mind, okay, this is something maybe people would be motivated to lose weight, and then they could fit into it, right? And then, or, or you could also do something off the wall. Like I've had bras that have dropped your thing, uh, work really well and test well on the finance interest, which makes no sense. But what I always say is, uh, from my understanding, what I've seen consistently is that Pinterest has what seven years of our data on us, and it's it's and, and the, the the amount of data is insignificant compared to Facebook, which has twenty years of like the world's population, half the world's population's data, right? So I think that the algorithm is so new that you can you can hit on some. Uh, irrelevant interests if you test them, but definitely start with that process. So to answer your question around how long, I like how much money, I mean, you keep spending if it's working, right? I'd say by the third day, if all if you're having high cost per click, you're not getting out the carts and you don't have any purchases or maybe like one. Um, you may you gotta make that decision for yourself. But like 
That's that's a super hard question to answer. I would say commit to at least like fifty two hundred bucks to see if it's working, but diagnose it to see if it's worth continuing running. Awesome stuff, man. Yeah, and it actually even uh, sparks a question in my mind as you mentioned like bras and and those type of items. So, what are the tricks to actually get your ads approved? Because sometimes you can get caught. You're showing too much skin and just too much uh, things that it don't doesn't get approved. And does Pinterest have those similar restrictions like Facebook does? Yeah, it's a little it's a little frustrating because like a lot of times <laughs> you'll get the initial creatives you put up to the initial pins won't have any issues. And then you're like, okay, this is crushing. I'm getting like three to five robots. I'm spending a hundred bucks a day testing. I've narrowed down my best audiences. I'm going to just duplicate this ad set. You go to duplicate it. And just like Facebook, bam, all your ads are rejected. But at least it doesn't doesn't crush your account. I've seen two people lose their account, but um, they basically always get it back. So if you get, if you get booted off interest for like a minute, don't stress, just appeal it. You'll usually get it back. It's usually going to take a couple hours, but you'll get it back. Um, wow. This is really just, I don't want to say like a game of cat and mouse, but like, just, just look at the video. Uh, sometimes it's not justified. It's just like Facebook. It's like, come on, man. Like this, this clearly wasn't violating your policies. Why are you banning me? That, that will happen just like any platform, I think. Um, but uh, what I would say is, uh, test don't sleep on image ads. Image ads can do very well. What what helped us cut our lead cost for our gym down was actually image ads, right? So don't sleep on image ads. So if you need to work around an image ad is going to have less gray area than a video, right? Maybe the video sells it better, but you want to keep the thing alive so you keep scaling or you want to have a low cost for purchase for a couple of days, right? So I would definitely answer your question after the long explanation test image ads, test different variations, and just think of think of what is obviously causing the issue. Yeah, yeah. Man, awesome stuff, man, for sure. And, you know, one of the things that uh, kind of came to mind was, you know, hearing about the, the gym and the fitness. And did you say you're in martial arts as well? Dude, I love, I'm addicted to jiu-jitsu. I'm a student <laughs> for life, man. Awesome, man. Yeah, that, that's great stuff, man. So, David, how did you get into that? What was, uh, what was the whole motivation there? I went through, it's been about three, three years. Yeah, a little bit over three years. I started in November of 2018. And um, I just wanted to challenge myself in another way. Uh, lifting, I've been big into lifting. I've done a little bit of like one fizzy competition. I'm not an expert by any means. But um, like lifting's great and it's fulfilling, but I wanted, I wanted something else. I wanted to test myself, like kind of like the personal growth side of it. So I actually got into it for the personal growth side. And now I'm like mm-hmm. just addicted to it, man. It got me in the U. I I was, I was real big in the UFC after my first year doing jiu-jitsu. Um, <laughs> I just, I just loved the sport. It was so like seeing Conor McGregor and all these big personalities. Yeah. I actually trained it uh, for any, for any diehard UFC fans watching. Uh, Ryan Hall, it's his academy I train at. I mean, I'm I'm nowhere near his level by any means. Like, I'm a blue belt. I'm three years in. He is a expert, light years beyond <laughs> me. But um, yeah, it's you know what's interesting is what it's given me is not just like that fulfillment, filling the cup up side of things, uh, but it it checks the box for fitness for sure. Uh, but it's kept me centered one because drop shipping in e-commerce is is a roller coaster anyone that tells you uh there's not high and lows is lying to your face 
it's mm. it's what's kept me centered. It's been my rock when I needed it. And and like so, if you need something like that, if you're in like a bad spot, jujitsu is an amazing outlet. So yeah, just want to throw that out there. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I've been in martial arts for a long time and try to work out where I can. And uh, yeah, totally understand. And it actually brings up the questions like, so what does a day in your life look like now as you're running your business and things like that? Well, I've got two cute pops there. And they're in uh, the bedroom with the lady uh, <laughs> because uh, they're, they're crazy. I got a weenie dog and a poodle. So I usually wake up um, uh, probably by seven most days better than the 445 gym wake up. So when I used to open the gym and um, I'd like to play with them for a little bit, like just they give all sorts of crazy kisses and go nuts and stuff in the morning, have my cup of coffee. Uh, I've actually lately been popping in the clubhouse and just listening. I, I like to digest the audio side of things, I'm trying to find yeah. a, a, a balance with the routine though, to um, between like, I used to be a big YouTube video watcher, but clubhouse is really kind of shaking things up for me. So I'm trying to find the balance. Um, so I'll usually work for one to two hours, maybe two to three hours, look at chat with my team, uh, make sure they've launched everything that needed to be launched, make sure our fulfillment's good. I usually don't check the ads super early um, unless there's something really wonky, like maybe sales are like non-existent. And then um, I've actually been uh, doing more. I'm learning the stock market so and Bitcoin. Not an expert, but I'm learning. And uh, then I go to Jiu-Jitsu at 1130. So I kind of get like the busy work out of the way. Maybe I'll have like a meeting or something. Um, but Jiu-Jitsu is like dead center in my day. So it helps me cut my productivity into two, two halves versus like working yourself into the ground like i wouldn't have the energy like i, I have now here it is so, i don't know 9 30 I, I think you go dude let's go another hour man um but i wouldn't have this kind of energy for real i would but uh, i would have this kind of energy if i didn't give myself uh, not to go into the self-development side too much but that's that is self-care right giving yourself that that exercise that that break um with jujitsu every day it, it keeps me very leveled and centered so, yeah. It, oh, and then I and then I come back and work. So I usually work till uh, till Zuma gets home, like at seven or so, and then try to spend a little bit of time with her. Some some nights I'm working. Lately, it's been like like I'm just taking stuff like this because all these amazing opportunities, like your podcast, uh, came up. So I was like, let's do it, man. Like you know, she's on the phone with a friend, and I'm just spending time with you and just connecting. It's it's fun. Yeah, that's great, man. And what about what you've been doing on Clubhouse in the room? So is that a pretty consistent uh, schedule now? Yeah. So uh, once again, shout out to Shopify Beast. Check them out if you're on Clubhouse already. Can't really show enough gratitude for these guys to just welcome me in. Like I just got on there, connected with them, and they gave me an opportunity. So I'm just going to keep running it. I applied for my own room, um, but I do want to keep that relationship with them. It all comes back to relationships, guys. Like, uh, yeah. You know, if, if you're just hiding behind the computer, it's a very lonely place, whether you're winning or not. Um, but you'll win at a higher level if you have good people to connect with. Yeah. So are you doing it consistently? Like, uh, for my time, I think it's been like around 1 p.m. Central. Yeah, I, we're testing different times. Like, I'm going to be okay. doing 8 p.m. Eastern the next two days. I've, okay. I've been doing, like, last week, it was around 2 p.m. pretty much every day. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it, um, we're trying to find a good, just testing, man, you know, just trying to find a good time where we get a good conversations, good energy and, and a good size group is always cool too. Great stuff, man. Yeah. Let's field one more last question here. And then, uh, 
I want to be respectful of John's time here. So we got Simon. He said, this is great. So how do you suggest scaling winning ad sets? Real simple, but also extremely complicated. So I would duplicate the, <laughs> the best performer on auto bid into a larger budget. I've started at 100 a day. That's usually a safe place where you're not going to burn too hard. And I start with a target CPA. So you take you cut off auto bid, you go to target CPA. With target CPA, you started maybe at 5 USD a day. And I'm going to speak in US. I'm going to point that out because a lot of people maybe from all around the world may be listening. So 5 USD target CPA or as high as 7 USD target CPA, it's probably going to spend 10 cents, 20 cents, maybe a dollar, maybe $2 for the first three days. That's fine. That's, that's okay. On the fourth full day, probably about midday, day four, you want to see the, the, the rate of spend start to increase. If the fourth day finishes and it looks like day one through three, bump that target CPA by one to $2. Okay. So the, what I'm trying to find is where I give it enough juice. I got my foot on the gas enough where it spends, but it doesn't just spend the same rate as auto bid. Cause I find that if you keep the bid low, it, it does kind of like throttle the spend, but it also tends to be more efficient. So if you have any experience with like scaling, like, you know, if, if you guys know Tim Bird, he's a big Facebook guy, right? One of the big dogs. He's yeah. got this method called the sneak attack where you put like a $2,000 or $4,000 day budget, but you put your bid like at 10 bucks, 5 bucks, whatever, and you inch it up every few hours. And it'll start spending maybe... You want it to spend about 10% of the budget, right? And it's usually getting you the best cost for purchase. It's just a lot of work to manage. It's that same concept. But it's slower with Pinterest, so it's going to take a couple of days for it to click. But it's the same idea. Don't start with two thousand dollars a day. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, don't recommend it. Don't do it and blame me. Start with like a hundred bucks a day and inch it up. Once that works, then you duplicate that to three hundred. Then you duplicate that to five hundred. That's just worked best for me, hands down. Great jumps, man, for sure. So for the audience listening, this is the part of the podcast that you actually want to re-listen to over again because when you're at that point and you have a winning product um really great stuff man for sure so well this is awesome man i wish yeah we could be talking for hours on this but i want to be respectful of your time so i want to give you a chance to leave some closing remarks with the audience so i'll let you take it away i actually want to ask you a question man what are what are some of your goals you want to you want to see with the podcast with your business the next few months and how can i give back to you because i i appreciate you having me on yeah, that's great, man. And uh, I, I'd say, you know, part of it is like me giving back. So like I've been around, I don't know if you can see the gray hairs. I've been around for, for a long time, you know, with the technology consulting and e-commerce and a lot of stuff like that. And this this is kind of like my way of giving back. Um, but I also like, you know, similar to what you mentioned, the fulfillment. So, you know, testing out and doing new things and see the results that, that come back and then even sharing it with others and seeing that now they're getting the results and it's changing their life. Um, so just that, that kind of impact is just, you know, really, really powerful stuff. I mean, you know, if I think way back, you know, when I started out, um, you know, with, with the skill set that, that I, that I can do, you know, me, I, I started in tech and that's why I was like tech money, but I remember, this goes back, you know, so I'm from the dot-com boom days. And um, I remember at that time when we had a recession and the crash, this was the same time where people were laid off 
and uh, there was a person, um, a friend of mine, you know, he worked for a telecom company. I won't mention the name, but it has two T's in it. And uh, <laughs> he was laid off. Thousands of people were laid off. And my, my uncle was, so I, I understand. Yeah. yeah. So he had a wife and two daughters and he reached out to me and he's like, Brian, he's like, he was from France. And he's like, Brian, I can't find another job. He's like, I got a connection to sell these GSM cell phones from France. I have a wholesale connection. He's like, can you build me an e-commerce site? Shopify didn't exist at the time. So I was like, yeah, sure. So, I mean, I, you know, I developed, you created a e-commerce platform for him. Long story short, you know, he was getting sales and he was selling to those, you know, cell phone shops that you would see in like the strip malls. So they were buying like, you know, a hundred Nokia's or uh, 200 Ericsson's wow. and all of a sudden I'm watching, you know, this e-commerce site become his livelihood. And then all of a sudden he opens his own physical brick and mortar cell phone store and opens a second one. And now he's, you know, living a great life in like LA. I remember he moved to LA and, uh, but long story short, like, you know, one, seeing that I could create something like that to, you know, that fulfillment that, okay, that change, you know, this person's life. life. Um, that, that's just fulfilling to me. So along the way, you know, doing that and then, you know, bringing on great, great people like yourself, that's just like, you know, tapping into new things. You know, I think, uh, like you mentioned where, you know, interest could be the next biggest opportunity that's gonna change the lives of a lot of people. I think so, man. I think so because Facebook is just, it's not easy to get going on Facebook right now, especially if you've never done it before. Even if you have good people around you, it's going to be, there's going to be challenges and like the stuff I have to do to get my stuff alive and keep it alive. It's not fun. I wish I'm no one, but um, yeah, man, no, I'm happy to help you with like, if you want to test out some Pinterest, we can hop on a call. I'll walk you through everything. Uh, but yeah, that'd I, be great. Share your story more often, man. That's cool. That's a, that's a really cool story. <laughs> For real. Yeah, yeah, I need to do that. I'm always on the on the other end, so I appreciate the the question. I need to share more, you know, more of those uh those stories about myself. But really great stuff. Yeah, I mean, the thing that we could do is even get a chance to connect more often because I felt like, you know, yeah, we could be going hours talking on things. So so more opportunities to collab uh, for sure. I'd be open to yeah. it. We'll do even just do like a clubhouse this week if you want to come up on the stage with me and I'll. I'll hype you up and give you the spotlight for a few minutes just to start, you know, and that'd be fun. Great stuff. Yeah. So for the audience listening, you can see how genuine John is. He's looking to give back and give value. So try to catch him on clubhouse. He's starting to do great things on YouTube. And, um, what's the, what's the other best way to follow you on, uh, Instagram? Instagram's good. Clubhouse. Uh, just look me up, John Casto. And, um, yeah, YouTube's cool too. You could get me on Facebook. I got a free Facebook group too. Uh, so if, uh, and some people are weird about Facebook. Like even if they advertise, they don't want a profile. They just keep it like their life off, which is fine, you know. But um, yeah, I got a really good Facebook group, free Facebook group. I try to share the same kind of value in there. But um, yeah, just feel free to reach out. I'm, I'm a friendly dude. I don't hard sell anyone to do anything they want to do. If you want help, I can help you. It's not going to be free always, but you know, I'm, I'm there if you need me. Great stuff, man. We'll be sure to leave all the links in the show notes. And John, great to have you on the show, brother. Cool. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the opportunity.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tech Money Talks podcast. It's officially sponsored by Spotify and Anchor FM. Tune in every weekday to Ask BMAC on Tech Money Talks Live. It's at 2 p.m. Central every weekday on YouTube or Facebook. Simply go to youtube.com slash techmoneytalks or go to facebook.com slash techmoneytalks. If you want to learn how to make money with no money, then go to dropshipbyphone.com. Go to dropshipbyphone.com. Be on the fast track to starting your own business. You can work with me personally. It's my dropship funnels done for you service. I work with you one-on-one to build your own store and get your very own sales fast in dropshipping. You can go to dropshipfunnels.com to find out more information. 